Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, coming to you from the Golden One Center. Kings and Blazers coming up. I got to tell you, Kyle, maybe I, I would guess you can relate to this. Maybe not. Portland Trailblazers, when I think about it, I get kind of a, a sense of heartache because there was a there was one series many years ago. Would have been what twenty three years ago now. Yeah, I was really pulling for these Portland Trailblazers. What the Jailblazers? And a guy who I, I know once dunked on you, which is my guy. Yeah, which if I were you, I would be a badge of honor. <laughs> but you remember the the two thousand Western Conference yes. Finals? Uh, it was Kobe, Shaq. Uh, against Rashid, Bonzi, Ruben Patterson. Yeah, and the Blazers had them yeah. down 15 uh, game seven, and the Lakers came back and won that seven-game series. Think about that. Oh. Yeah, think about that. You know? oh. and, and Rashid was my guy, and, you know, funny story. I told the story about how he dunked on me, right? You, you ever – Which, again, to me, excuse me, but that is a badge of honor. Exactly, yeah. right. I got dunked on yes. by Rashid Wallace. Ain't I wish wrong I had. with that. Yeah. You know, getting dunked on, to me, is a badge of honor. That shows you were playing defense. You were trying to do something. Well, she dunked on me, but I didn't follow up the story with you and let you know that summer we played on the same summer league team wow. and won a championship together. Wow. See, so it's just – I didn't just get hammered on by, you know, an NBA player. I won a championship. Wow. With an NBA player. Yeah. yeah let's man. get him on the show today. Uh, I, don't, I don't know him that well. I, <laughs> <laughs> he's coaching high school or G League or something uh, somewhere uh, in the Atlanta area, if I'm correct. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rashid Wallace. Yes. Yeah. He was an outstanding player. I think he's underrated. But um, yeah, I really wanted that Portland team to beat that Laker team. Wasn't to be. And I guess ultimately the Lakers. Prove they're the better team. Whatever. Okay. Onward now. We don't like to hear that, Whitey. The Lakers were the better team. I know. It's hard to say. That that sentence just doesn't sit right with people. I know. I'm still still processing (laughs) that. Uh, You sent me a uh, tweet yesterday. I know we we, we touched, uh, touched on it yesterday, but I think it's worth revisiting here. This is from Nate Jones, right, who's an NBA agent and marketeer or marketer. Yeah. Yeah. He's Dame Lillard's guy. Him and Dame Lillard are extremely close. Well, here's what he said uh, on Twitter. He asked a question, uh, true or false, Sabonis is just the 2020s David Lee. And then wow. someone, you know, we, we talked about that a little bit. It's like, no, that's just not close. But somebody responded to that and said, why do you hate Sabonis? <laughs> and Nate Jones said, I don't hate Sabonis. Good player with a long-term fit issue if the Kings don't find the perfect partner for him at the four. If they don't, Sabonis may just be a stepping stone for the Kings the way Lee was for the Warriors. That, that's so disrespectful, though. Uh, where do you want to go with this, Whitey? Because well, you know where I'm about to take it. I'm going to let you direct this. Where do you want to go with this? One? You know, how many times, and we haven't been doing the show that long, but how many times have we talked about um, NBA people, national media people disrespecting? Domas? Yes. Happens yes. a lot. And I think the, the slander stops when Domas stops it. Some right. of it's on him. Right. Some of it is right. people don't right. realize what's going on. But tonight is a great example of that because tonight the Kings really need him to bring a solid effort. They don't need him to score 40. It would be great if he did. But they need him to set the tone. They need him to play better. Uh, you know, he has been lost the last couple right. of games, and he needs to be um, one of their leaders again. So this is a great opportunity for Domas to start showing people like Nate Jones, um, you know what, you're, you're just wrong. I, I don't know what it is about DeMontis Sabonis that people want to pick on him so much? Is it the lack of three-point shooting? Is it the defense? Like, what is it about him that he always gets the criticism? 
I don't want to point fingers at guys, but DeMontis Sabonis is probably a little farther down on the list of issues for this Kings team yes. right now. And so for Nate Jones to say if you pair him with the right four, we need may need to upgrade at the four no matter what. Mm-hmm. And who is the right four? Is it Pascal Siakam? I don't know. What is it a defensive-minded four? And so, uh, I, you know, this whole notion that you can't win with Sabonis, I'm not buying it because – if you have the correct talent around them, if the roster is what it should be, the talent level, then you can win, you know? And, and my whole thing about, uh, you know, being a winner, you don't become a winner until you win. Paul Pierce wasn't a winner until he got Kevin Garnett. No, you're and, right. And, and, I know you're a golfer. I remember I, yeah. Phil Mickelson, you say, oh, he hasn't won a major. And then, you know, he can't win a major. And then he won six or whatever. Right. Like, and then okay, he, and I guess so, yeah. yeah, I guess he could. And, and so, you know, and ESPN is having this big debate, you know, would LeBron have become LeBron without D-Wade? Well, would Michael Jordan have become Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen? Would Steph Curry would become Steph Curry without Clay Draymond and Kevin Durant? I mean, we could say this about anybody. And so for Nate Jones to say, well, if you pair him with the right four, to me, that says you just need to upgrade the talent on the roster. And I think we all agree for the Kings to win the championship, some roster improvement is going to have to happen. Yeah. And again, you know, last year we saw it, third team all league. That wasn't an accident. Right. You know, right, that right. happened. Right. Uh, exactly. You don't do that just by accident. But I think he's his career right now. This is a, an inflection point because teams have adjusted to the way he played last year. He played so well. You talked about this earlier. You know, one player does something, the defense adjusts, and I think that's where it is. And he was just not good against the Rockets. It's the worst he's played, at least impactful he's been since he's been here. So right now, starting tonight, he needs to respond to that. I think he's capable of that, but there are always going to be people like Nate Jones who just don't take him seriously. That doesn't matter, but he does need to start playing better this year for the Kings. Uh, Let me ask you this, though. Because he's coming off two bad games. We agree. We all understand Just that. not impactful. Not impactful. Yeah. But was he impactful the first four games when he averaged 19 points, when he had 56 rebounds, averaged 14 rebounds and six assists? Uh, yes. Yes. So why is it all of a sudden this narrative about DeMontis Sabonis? He has two bad games. All teams have figured him out. They've figured him out. Well, did Utah not figure him out? Did Golden State, the two times they played the Warriors, not figure them out this regular season? And so I don't buy that. I, I just think he had two bad games against Houston. Like, he was having a hell of a season to start. 19, 14, and 6. That's what we talked about. It. We said his numbers, he's going to get you 19, 12, and 7. And the, through the first four games, he was right there. Yeah, but here's, here's the problem with that. The problem is that... And you, I know you talk to him more than I do, yeah. a lot more. But on media day, Chris and I talked to him, and we talked about that. And he admitted that, yeah, they, they did some things in the playoff series, and I have to adjust to that. I mean, he said that. Right. So, yeah, he has played well at times this year. Last couple of games, again, he, he has not played well. When the team has needed him to the most without Tyrion. But five. let me ask you this. Because if I'm correct, the Warriors exposed DeMontis Sabonis, right? In the playoff series. Uh, in a they, way. In a way. I mean, they, they made some adjustments that, yeah, that made him ineffective. So not as effective. Uh, uh, game number two against the Warriors when he had 19 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists, 
three steals. Game number four of the season against the Warriors when he had 23 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists. If that's figuring him out, I'll take that every night. Well, but it's two different things. And the, the Warriors are very, very small this year, and he's able to take advantage of that. It's just cutting him off as the source of the offense, as the guy they can run the offense through. We, we've seen that, right? Would you not agree Houston made some adjustments to that? Matt Barnes on our show said, when I suggested that, he said, you hit the nail on the head. So what do you say to that, Kyle Draper? I'm saying he had two bad games. He had two bad games. Because if, if I'm correct, Whitey, Against the Warriors this regular season, those 17, 18, 19-footers that we talked about him taking, he actually took. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he was, he was shy against the Rockets. He didn't do it, and that's on him. But this whole notion, they figured him out. So let's – and this goes back to what we said earlier. So let's say they did figure out what's the counter. And the counter is – Shoot the 17 I agree. Right? That, and yes. we've seen him do that uh-huh. so far this season. For some reason, it did not happen to two games in Houston. I, I don't understand Wh- what happened. I need to go ask him that. Like, dude, what went wrong in Houston? How come you only had four shots Monday night? I don't think the Rockets figured them out. I think, first of all, I think the Rockets not only backed off, but then when he did try to make a move, he had two or three guys around him. Mm-hmm. Then you kick it out. Guys aren't making shots. Guys aren't moving. That's a bigger story uh, that we can have, a, a bigger conversation. Fair but, enough. But yeah, it's not all on it, him. It's not all on him. You're, they're running the offense through you, and guys aren't making shots. Just not, right. Not like uh, you know, exactly. I mean, but he played 30-plus minutes and, and only took four shots. He has to figure out a way to still be aggressive, like I just said, when guys take away your initial offense. Yeah, and that was one of the things that was so discouraging about those Houston games is Shen Gun, who's a really good player. Shen Gun basically beat Domas at his own game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shen Gun's a hell, hell of a player. Yes. I mean, yes. He took it. He won that battle. Uh-huh. He won that matchup. You could argue Looney won the matchup in the postseason. But the first two games against Golden State this season, DeMontis Sabonis dominated Golden State. Mm-hmm. He played extremely well against the Warriors. Uh, we'll Those happened. Yes. Quick timeout when we come back to the Golden 1 Center. Uh, the Kings getting their mojo back is as easy as a one, two, three. Tell you what those one, two, three things are when we return. It's the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports. The Sacramento Kings play here. He's got the triple. Sacramento takes the lead. Get your Kings fix all season long right here on your home of the Sacramento Kings. Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Have you ever heard that phrase, less is more? Well, at Harbor Freight, we're all about more for less. Because we know you like to do stuff. To make stuff. To improve stuff. That's why everything in our stores, from miter saws to tool chests to cordless impact wrenches, is priced affordably. So get out there and drill paint and saw to your heart's content. We just ask that whatever you do, do it for less at Harbor Freight. 
Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sac Town Sports. We don't want to say too much, but we understand there's going to be, um, I guess you could say royalty in the house. Yeah, tonight. King's royalty, right? Yes. And it's good to see. That's what you want to see. Some legends come back and support this team. And so, and I, <laughs> Jay Johnson in our ear, just say who it is, man. My, my, a little birdie told me uh, Mitch Richmond mm. is going to be here in Sacramento at tonight's game. That, yes. That's what I'm hearing. And we can confirm that because they <laughs> there <laughs> was a message on, the <laughs> on the video board welcoming Mitch Richmond. So, yeah. he's. Have you done TV with him? Because yes. I know he's done a little bit of TV. Yes. My first uh, year, Mitch Richmond was, was the guy with us. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Can I tell you my favorite Mitch Richmond story that he told us once on the what? radio? Okay, he said he was playing for the Warriors uh, for Don Nelson. We asked him something about Nelly, and he says, let me tell you about Nelly. And he says the, the Warriors playing a game up in Seattle. And Olden Polonese was, the Warriors were winning the game by a lot, but Polonese was killing him, and Don Nelson didn't like that. Yeah. So he told um, a guy by the name of John Shasky, all right, I want you to go in there. I don't care what you do, but use all six fouls on some. Yep. Okay? So, again, this is Mitch telling the story. So Shasky goes in the game, has a decent game, but for some reason – doesn't foul Polonese at all. And so even though the Warriors win the game by a lot, Nelson is furious after the game. So the next day at practice, uh, everyone's shooting around. Then Nelly says, all right, everybody sit down. And he has Shasky pick up lines until he's about to get sick. Really? And they said, all right, everybody, bring it in. I want you all to wave bye-bye to Shasky because I just cut his No way. He made him run and then cut him. Oh, ouch. That's dirty. Yeah. He did him dirty. <laughs> That's, That's what I think. Awesome. Whenever I think of Mitch, I think uh, obviously all the great uh, games he had for the kids. Yes. But I think of that story that he told us once. Yes. Uh, I just texted Mitch. Hopefully he'll get back to me. And, yeah, I'm name dropping right now. I'm, you know, yeah. showing you the Rolodex, Jay Johnson back there in the studio. Can't and, get uh, Rashid, though, huh? You know, I, you know what? Ever since, uh, you know, he dunked on me, uh, you know, the, the, the relationship was frayed after that. We won a championship, but it was frayed after that. I never forgave him. Yeah. And let me tell you real quickly, one more Rashid Wallace story. Please, please. Uh, we're playing on that summer league team uh-huh. that won the championship, ladies and gentlemen. We got the bling, the hardware. Was he an easy got to play with a decent guy oh yeah he yeah, yeah. he was fine yeah. he was fine yeah he was fine and so i like to fashion myself as magic johnson like i'm the point guard you know uh-huh. i'm throwing alley-oops yeah so one day we're at the summer league game and i'm running the point it's a one-on-one a guy is like in front of me but i see rasheed wallace in my rear view mirror tra- trailing me and so you ever see that pass Gary Payton did to Sean Kemp where he threw it up high and then Sean Kemp comes out of nowhere? Uh-huh. Well, I did that with Rasheed Wallace. I'm running down the court. I draw the defender. I throw it up over my head. She comes in. Whack him. That's the sound he made. Anyway, whack him. Right? <laughs> and so I'm fired up. I'm hype. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Sheed. So halftime comes, and we get into the locker room, and he's like, Kyle. What kind of shot was that you took? <laughs> and I was like, yo, dude, that was a pass. What do you thought was magic? Like Sean Payton, Gary, uh, Sean, uh-huh. Gary Payton. He's like, nah, dude, that was a shot. And so that's why the relationship is frayed. He dunked on me and then didn't give me my props well, for my assist. We're going to have to at some point get him on and clear all that up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I might need therapy from that. Can't yeah. tell. I'm still worked up over that. I, yeah. I, I can understand how you would be. Yeah. But at some point, it was obviously. the greatest pass I've ever thrown. Today, sometime, well, that's, a, that's one of our goals as a show. Yeah, we got to we'll get, get him. Up. We get, yeah, we'll get. We'll see if he <laughs> remembers that. We'll get that. <laughs> I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure he'll leap with the chance to come on Right, with us. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can we come up? Yeah, come on and talk about summer league, uh, uh, high school with so us. High school league. summer league. Yeah. yeah. All oh right. It's good to have goals anyway. That's good stuff. Um, what do you think of this? The Kings getting their mojo back tonight, getting their mojo back. It's as easy as one, two, three. Here's what the three things are. One, well, they can't get it tonight, but Fox's return. When Fox is back, that's one huge step towards getting your mojo back. Yeah, it's going to be tonight. Yep, yep. The return of Fox takes care of a lot of it. Uh, second is the return of Thregan, which hopefully we'll start yes. to see tonight. Keegan Murray as a legitimate three-point threat, where other teams, when they're playing the Kings, it's like you can't just let them – Stand out there because he'll kill us from three-point right. range. Yeah. And then thirdly, and we just talked about it, Domas, I think, has to get back to being the best center on the floor, what, 90% of the time? He's not always yes. going to be the best center. But right. last year he was the best center on the floor at least 90% right. of the time. And, and it'd be different if you're taking on Embiid, Jokic, exactly. somebody exactly. like that. But, you know, Shingun, who's, what, 19, I think I, I had him at, or maybe 21. Super young guy, right? Uh-huh. You know, for him to own you like that, that's unacceptable. DeAndre Eaton, big body. Still, you're DeMontis Sabonis. You're the three-time All-Star. You're the All-NBA third team. And so you have to win those matchups, especially with De'Aaron Fox out. Yes. Like, you got to be the best player on the floor for the Kings. You and Keegan, y'all got to be the best two tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be redundant, but it's interesting. We were just talking about the games that Domas played in Houston, and you, someone who sees every game the Kings yeah. play, you fly with them, you don't really know what happened to him, do you, in those games? No, I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm going to give Houston a lot of credit because, like I said, they did a great job shrinking the paint against him, and he couldn't just muscle past Shingun. Shingun. You know, they, they like to say Shingun is DeMontis Sabonis 2.0, mm-hmm. you know, and he couldn't use his size and, and physical advantage against Shingun because Shingun was right there. But also, like I said, thought the Rockets did a great job shrinking the paint. And so when DeMontis Sabonis did try to make a move, he had two or three bodies against him. Think about it, though. If you're facing the Kings without De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis is at the top of your scouting no report, right? No question. We got to limit this guy. And so, you know, give the Rockets credit. Sabonis has to take some blame, not, you know, diversifying his game, taking more shots. Sometimes you just got to force shots. Like, if you're the best player, sometimes, you know what? You got to go one-on-one and get it up. But also the coaches have to put you in a better position. So those are the three areas of blame I'm, I'm going Good Rockets defense, Sabonis not being aggressive, and the Kings coaching staff not diversifying the offense enough. Another thing that I'm expecting tonight, I'll be upset if I don't see it. You know, Harrison Barnes, as long as he's been here for as long as he's been in the league, the things he's done, his reputation, he's supposed to be a steadying influence. Yeah. So at the very least, without Fox, when the offense isn't functioning, you'd think that, or, and maybe some of it is the, the coaches, you know, post up HB, you're going to get him to the line at least, right? Right. But right. Instead, he's been kind of invisible, and he can't be invisible tonight. He just no, can't I, I agree. You know, and yeah, let's stick with HB because I, I can make the same case for a lot of different players. 
But when you're a 12-year NBA that's veteran, that's it. a guy that's won a championship, a leader on this team, you have to sense, and he's done a good job of it. You know, last season, I thought, sensing what the team needs in a given moment. I think Stop we even saw run. that against the Warriors in the, yeah, in the playoffs. Yes, series. exactly. And so I'm not sure what happened out there in Houston, but he can't be invisible. He can't be four shots, five shots. I know he plays good defense and everything, but – I think he only had one rebound that first Houston game it might have been or the OKC game, one of those games. He has to be more impactful. You're 100% right about that. Now, in all fairness, and uh, you would know the matchups better than I would tonight, but he's got a pretty tough matchup on his hands, doesn't he? Yeah, this Jeremy Grant kid, uh, long, athletic, can shoot the three, uh, really coming into his own, especially with no Dame Lillard. Like the splits uh, without Dame Lillard versus with Dame Lillard here. I got him right here, Whitey. I'll pull him up real quick. Uh, Jeremy Grant, in 50 games with Dame Lillard, 19.4 points per game. Only shot 13.9 times. In 20 games as a Blazer without Lillard, 23 points, Gets it up 17 times a game. Yeah. So he's looking to be more aggressive, mm-hmm. obviously, with no Dame Lillard. So that's going to be a matchup to watch tonight. Yeah, they haven't shot the ball especially well, but they've defended well. So, again, the Kings have a golden opportunity after two really bad losses, taking on at home a team that um, is banged up and is not a great team. So this should yep. be a W tonight, and the Kings need one. They desperately need a win tonight the whole organization does the fan base does after the two games in houston yeah exactly like this should be a party tonight inside golden one center mm. i don't want no angst i don't want you know uh you know any nervousness coming down the stretch no anxiety no anxiety exactly <laughs> i want to see the g league guys the bench the reserve guys on the floor in the fourth quarter like this should be a stress-free game for this Sacramento fan base. Yes, it's going to be a wonderful night. Thanks for being with us. Uh, When we come right back, is this the key to the Kings' whole season? Next, from the Golden 1 Center, Draper, Gleason, Sacktown Sports. Quick reminder here, your Sacramento State Hornets are home this Saturday, 2 p.m. kickoff against the Cal Poly Mustangs. Get your tickets, hornetsports.com. It's Whitey Gleason, Kyle Draper coming to you from, of course, the Golden 1 Center, where the Kings are getting ready to take on the Blazers. Got the the young kings running some drills out yeah. here. Keon Ellis out there, Kobe Jones out there, Jordan Ford out there. Yes, I love watching these drills. Uh, Keon Ellis, who you think uh, should get some minutes, uh, perhaps? Yeah, Keon, should you get some minutes? I know, right? Yeah, you know he he shouldn't be out here with these young guys. He should be out there with Demontis Sabonis warming up. You know, on is the that, last bus. Is that? Petr- Petrushev, yes. Petrushev, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. 6'11", right. big man. They assigned him to Stockton. Uh, I, I think they may have recalled him uh, because he's working out out here. You know, I was talking to uh, somebody in the Kings front office. I'm like, you brought this guy in. How are we going to get a look at him? They said, well, he'll play with Stockton, and we'll see what he can do. So I, I'm looking Philip forward to Petrushev, seeing Petrushev, right? Pet- yeah. yeah. Philip Petrushev. From the- oh, he just scored. It's uh, Petrushev. Petrushev. Is it? Yeah, it's not Petrusha. Yeah, it's Petrusha. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think Basketball Reference had it wrong. Yeah, I, I talked wow. to him twice about it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, before the game the other day, so it's Petrusha. Yeah, Mitch Richmond is supposed to be in the house tonight. We're not sure why. Yeah, he uh, he's uh, dissing me, man, because I texted him. It's like, dude, it's crickets. It's all good. I, I see how it is, Mitch Richmond. But, uh, New phone, who it is? I know, yeah, right? right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, if, if you had a Mount Kingsmore... He's definitely on there. Who, real quick, off the top of your head, four, four members of Sacra- the organization. Sacramento? Sacramento. Or- just Sacramento. And it doesn't have to be players. 
But I think Mitch and Webb, right, have yeah, to Mitch be. Yeah, Mitch and Webb. You said it doesn't have to be players? Right. doesn't have to be. I might say our guy, Jerry. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, he's held every role in the organization. <laughs> and I mean, he's yes. been there since day one. And so if we're talking just individuals, uh, I think Jerry would have to be there. Who would be that fourth guy, though? Well, Jerry would tell us we got to save a spot because he says De'Aaron is on track to becoming the best I player. Think so. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I agree 100% with that. You know, does Bibby, does Peja, uh, Vlade, uh, G-Man, Jay, Jay Johnson said G-Man in our ear. No, he said we're disrespectful. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going to be sitting in G-Man's chair right now. I got my feet up on the oh, desk. We're talking and, about it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> love G-Man, but maybe G-Man, too. Yes. But it got to be. Uh, name me some other players. Who do you think? Well, you go way Reggie back Theus? to the original. Yeah, uh, I was going to say yeah. the original Kings. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Eddie Johnson. Reggie, Reggie Theus was the biggest star then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you, Mitch was the next. Uh, you know, again, Jay will is a guy that if you actually had a vote, he would get a ton of votes because he's, yeah. even though. You know, it wasn't that out, long, though, right? Better, like, yeah. He was and still is beloved. Loved, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, some of the, the greatest moments in terms of highlights. Yeah. He was a big part of that. He uh, was there when the Kings became a national phenomenon. When let me ask elevated. you this, though. Could you argue right now? Jeff Petrie, Rick Adelman getting some. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. De'Aaron Fox is the best point guard in Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings history. The only reason I would hesitate, uh, he's certainly... Worthy of consideration. The only reason I'd hesitate is because, you know, if you consider Bibby a point guard because they ran the offense through Weber, you know, they won bigger games. They so won, just, yeah. 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 But, I mean, I feel like it's inevitable. If he's not right. there yet, he's going to be. He's going to be. I mean, but you're talking third-team All-NBA. I don't I don't know if Bibby you're right. was ever no, you're right. All-NBA player. And plus, you know, how quick we forget. I mean, he was in the playoffs last year. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, he's going up there. And, and what's so interesting Mount about Kingsmore. that, I'm going to just say this. His first five years were wasted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and now he's finally being put on that stage. He's playing on that stage. Uh, and, and he's, you know, he, he's uh, in his prime right now. And so we haven't even seen the best of De'Aaron Fox. Like, the De'Aaron Fox we see now, this could be longevity-wise five, six, seven years more of what we're seeing from this guy. Right. And the beautiful thing about him compared to Webb and Mitch and who most of the other guys we're talking about here is he was drafted here and wanted to come. Yes. And that was yes. such a great thing when he wanted to be here. Yes. And he was, a, you know, a top prospect who embraced Sacramento. The people here, the fans here at that time, the team wasn't very good. It was like, right. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Right. Right. Because like hey. Webb didn't want to come here and we understand that and it worked out, but he didn't want to come here. Mitch, you know, was traded here. Yeah. But Darren Fox was really like a homegrown home. guy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it, and it was great to see Mike Brown and DeMontis Sabonis came when they did because the losing, uh, the struggles, it had started to take its toll on De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, Mike Brown comes in, DeMontis Sabonis comes in, and all of a sudden it's like De'Aaron Fox has been unleashed, unlocked. To yeah. be the great player that he is. Uh, Jay is right about the G-Man. And yeah. I, I may end up eating dinner with him. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> but he would never care about that type right, of thing. Right, right. But bad I mean, yeah. he's been here for every game pretty much, you know. And so since day one. Yes. You know. Uh -huh. so, no, G-Man would, would be up there. But we need to. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is, though, Whitey. This franchise 
needs to start winning some more games so that this can be a real debate and we can list like 10 to 15 guys like oh right. no you can't keep him off like <laughs> right now we can't you know we're looking at g-man and jerry reynolds uh, on that list like i need more players on there yeah well yeah i mean there are a lot of players you know brad miller vlade it's just those two guys yeah. were so yeah. uh what they've done such such unique histories they have and the ties they have with this franchise. Yeah, King yeah. Chico says Wayman Tisdale. Tis- yeah, with, yeah. yeah, great Wayman Tisdale. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but you're right. Win more games, win more games. Win more games. Yeah, how about starting tonight? Win more games starting tonight. Before you move on to that, because it just popped in my head, where do you rank DeMontis Sabonis in the big men pantheon of Sacramento Kings? Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, like C Web's ahead of him, right? Like right. C Web for sure. Is Vlade ahead of him? Like, yes. Is Demarcus Cousins Not ahead of him? Better. Um, I wouldn't put Demarcus up there, but I mean, he obviously he had, had the, the numbers. numbers yeah, but they just didn't win. They didn't win. Mm-hmm. He didn't even make an All Star team when he was here, if I'm correct, right? Remember, DeMarcus, for so many years it was made, a snub. Did he make I think the he one? Made, he might have made two, okay. but he was definitely right. an All Star. For so many years it was a snub, you know, where he yeah. just left off. Yeah, but, yeah, that would be a great debate. Where's Demontis a bonus? And it hasn't even been what two full years yet. Um, where does he rank among Sacramento Kings big men? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a big debate last year about. I think Carmichael Day threw something out about is he better than Weber. And, you know, it's no, but he had as good a year last year as I, you could say Weber ever had. Really? Weber would very – Weber, as you know. But I mean, Weber, Weber could score, Way though. more like, talented Weber, Weber Domas. could get you 28, though. Weber could do just he, about everything. Yeah, he was getting you 28, 12, and 6. Or, you know, let me look that up real quick because uh, – and not to take away anything I don't from think Demontis he ever averaged that many points here because of the other scores they have. But he was – yeah, he was a legitimate big-time scorer. Chris was, Weber's 50 years old he now, He's truly like a great, great player here for the Sacramento. All right, C-Webb, 27. In 2000-2001, he averaged 27 points, 27 up 11 on rebounds, yeah. 4 assists. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. That was his best statistical year. Uh, then he went down to 24-10, you know, in 2001-2002, mm-hmm. which was that great year, obviously. But, no, he – man, and he led the – wow. His first full season in Sacramento – he led the league in rebounds, 20 points, 13 rebounds per game. C-Web was a monster. He was. He was incredible. I got to get him on the show. Can we get him on the show? I would love to that, have him on the show. To me, he's like the unicorn. I think it's, He's yeah. like, you know, Bigfoot, mm-hmm. you know? I I mean, I used to just uh, marvel at him, you know, the, the Fab Five and all that. Yes, he yes. He was so good. So many layers uh, of his career. Yeah. You know? you know, that's what made that team so special. On top of everything else, and they had charisma, and they are likable guys, and they had big personalities. But, man, those guys could pass the yeah. ball. Yeah. Him and Vlade, the interior yes. passing yes. was like, they just they Think about that. Up. Two big men yeah. that were so great at passing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's rare. Right. You know, we got one now, obviously, but they actually complimented each other, too. Yeah, and then you know? Brad Miller came along, yeah. and he yeah. wasn't as gifted, but he was an excellent player. He was an all-star, yeah. and he was a good passer, too. Dude, we could talk old Kings all day long, if you ask me. Uh-huh. The heyday, even the Reggie Theus days, like, you know, I enjoy these kind of conversations because people forget 
just how good these players were. Yeah, there's a lot of people feel like the Kings, when they first came here, if they hadn't broken that team up, that would have been a playoff team yeah. for years years and years in, in a row. They would have had a run of playoff streaks. Um, not a championship team necessarily, but a really good playoff team. So anyway, does it come down to this with these Kings? We touched on this yesterday as well. Davion Mitchell in the B said, trying to play as fast as they want. That's the tough part. Also trying to play really good defense. He said it's tough. I think really good teams accomplish that. That's how teams become really good teams when they can do both. Is that really going to determine uh, if this team comes close to get, becoming as good as they can be? They're going to have to do that, play fast, and be a really good defensive team? I, I think so. If, if you want to get to where you want to be, right now, if I'm correct, they're 22nd in defensive rating. You don't have to be a top-five defense, but you have to be able to do it on both ends. And the Kings right now, they're not doing it on either end, obviously, over these last couple of games. But there's no reason why, if I'm Mike Brown, I can't challenge these guys at least to be middle of the pack. Like, yeah, I don't think we're asking them to lock down teams and hold them to 89 points every single oh, night. Mike Brown would love <laughs> he that. He would love that, right? He'd love a 90 to 89 yeah. uh, game right now. That's it, guys! <laughs> exactly, but you know what? <laughs> you, you, you know, if you want to get to a championship-level team, you have to be able to play defense. Maybe not, like I said, top five, but even Denver, who were they, 15, 14-something? 15. Uh, 15 last season. And the and, Kings, they were 17, I think, before they went into yeah, Houston. Yeah, before they went into the free-for-all in Houston. Yep. They yeah. were trending in the right direction. There's a great Kevin Calabro. Kevin Calabro, Kevin man, yeah, still yeah. looking uh, like his young self. <laughs> man, I can't wait to have him on. How about this, uh, Drapes, on the chat here? Derek says, uh, what's up, everybody? Sorry I'm getting on late. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Pardon me. How is the show going today? Then he comes back and apologizes, says, <laughs> sorry for the disrespect, Whitey and Drapes. It's always a good show. My bad for even second-guessing how the show is going. Uh, my man him? Derek. Yeah, I, I forgive him. I let him off the hook. You know, he apologized immediately, <laughs> he too. It was really, was really well quick. Played. Dude, yeah. uh, I'm looking at the YouTube chat, <laughs> Whitey. People love some Marcus Thornton around here, huh? Like, <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sharif getting some love, my, yeah, my wife's yeah. favorite king. Oh, Sharif. my gosh. Wow, you're right. Multiple markets. Right. That's Burton. what I'm saying. I was like, darn. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, coming up, uh, the great Kevin Calabro, voice of the Blazers, will be joining us. Also, um, when we come back, Kings are bouncing back big tonight, and we will tell you exactly why when we return to the Golden One Center. Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Coming to you from the Golden One Center, Whitey Gleason and Kyle Draper. Drapes, you got quite a shoe game, don't you? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing something shoes. new today, uh-huh. too. These I've never worn before. The YouTube chatters, I'm going to put them up there so you can see. This will be the first time I wear Ooh. these right here. These are some Jordan Lowe's. I'm not going to tell you where I got them from, Whitey, because wow. I don't want to flex. I don't want to flex on you. Can you see that up there? Uh-huh. See that YouTube we chat? See, we're seeing So, that. yeah, man. Yeah. It's the new season, man. You got to bring the heat. So yeah. I'm, like, changing as we do the show right here, right so, now. Yeah, I, I realize that. <laughs> respect that. Um, we're going to get to the phones in just one moment here. But um, serious question, and you're going to laugh, but I was telling my wife, Shinya, I said, you know, guess who is endorsing Skechers? She's like, who? I said, Joel Embiid. And she yeah. just started laughing. But is that is that a is that a legit thing now? No, uh, and he's not the only one, right? I, I think they, they signed a few guys. And so, remember, though, I think, if I'm correct, a lot of people laughed at Steph Curry 
Under uh, Armour. Who's going to wear Under Armour sneakers, you know? And now look yeah. at him. Now he signed a De'Aaron Fox. And so uh, Skechers are a thing now, man. Okay. The thing. All right. Yes. That's why. Yeah. You're the expert. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, three, three, I nine. mean, I, I wouldn't wear them. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't reached that point just yet. But they're coming. They're coming. Uh-huh. 339-1140. 1-800-920-1140. Bill joins us on Sackdown Sports. Hey, Bill. Oh, we lost Bill. Oh, Bill left what? Yeah, sorry, we lost Bill. Sorry about that. My bad. No more Bill. I know. Yeah. You were, we are excited. I wanted to hear what <laughs> Bill had to say. Man. Well, here's what I have to say. Here's why the Kings win tonight and they win big. And please, if you disagree with any of this, Kyle, well, I don't need to tell you that. Like, I know, Kyle, if he disagrees with me, he's not going to go, gee, I shouldn't say that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty Come ridiculous. Come on, man. Come that's on. a pretty ridiculous uh, you know what? notion. Uh, uh, whatever you say, I'm going to be respectful. <laughs> how about that? That's no. Thing. You don't know. That's, that's not how this show works. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, so tonight, you're back home after consecutive thrashings. So if there's any sense of pride left in this team, they're going to bring something, at least a level of intensity unlike anything we've seen in a few games, right? That that has to be the case. It has to show up tonight. Secondly, I don't know, the, the shots just have to start falling eventually, don't they? They, they do. And so and, and, and hurt her at some right. point, the ball's going to start going in. Like, last year wasn't a fluke shooting-wise. Like, Keegan's a good shooter. That's one thing we knew he could do. Kevin is a good shooter. And so you could say these first six games, they're the fluke. That's the anomaly. That's out of character. And mm-hmm. so I tell you, man, once the shots start falling, it's going to be an avalanche. Sort of like you said last year on this date or whatever it was. When they beat Cleveland, then yeah. they took off. That was you a know, year ago tomorrow, tomorrow when they started that yeah. seven-game winning streak. A year ago tomorrow. Well, why not start one tonight? Yes. You know, get one against Portland, see some shots fall in. And I'm telling you, like, when you start missing shots, Whitey, and you know this from your b- basketball playing days, you get tighter. You start pressing a little bit, you know. And I that's know that what I very well. Right. You know, you highly conditioned athlete uh, that you are, you know. And, and so, no, you start pressing Why a little. Why are you laughing? Got, Why are people laughing, laughing back here? Why is <laughs> that? Got, that's not that funny. <laughs> we got the laugh track going on back here. <laughs> but that's what's happening with these Kings, man. It's, you can see it on their faces. Like Mike Brown said, the body language. They're playing tight right now. They just got to let it fly, live with the results. Long as it's a good shot, Mike Brown's not going to take you out of the game. It almost looked like we had a little bit of a pity party going on towards the end of the Houston game, and I hope not. But the thing is, whatever it is, it's got to end tonight. And the Kings, sure, it's understandable that you'd feel like, wow, we have no Aaron Fox. That's a challenge. But the team you're playing tonight is actually more banged up than you are. Yes, they're missing several Big names, no Anthony Simons, no Scoot Henderson, no Robert Williams the third. And so Ish Wainwright's out as well, Ish right? Wainwright. I mean, like yeah. and, and so they are severely uh their depth is limited tonight. Like they got a solid starting five. Malcolm Brogdon's a player. Shane Sharp's a player. Malcolm Brogdon, let's not forget, sixth man of the year last year with the Boston Celtics. Uh one rookie of the year with the Milwaukee Bucks. Shaden Sharp is a, an electric player. Jeremy Grant, we've seen him have big games. DeAndre, so they have some players. They do. For a team that just traded right. uh, their franchise player. G-Man, get out of here. Man. No, no, G-Man <laughs> trying to come into his seat right here. Wow. I know, I know. I can't disrespect the OG. Matter of fact, G-Man, and you don't have to put on the headset. 
But we were th talking about, uh, we're going to throw G-Man up real quick right here because you would know better th that than I would. Mount Rushmore of Sacramento Kings basketball. Your name Sacramento came up, era. of course. You're talking about up. your, your you know, your name Mitch? in there. Mitch. Yeah. Can you hear Webb? us? No? Yeah. Oh, all right. G-Man. All right, there it is. There it is. Yeah. It's still? I don't know why they got a tape down. There it is. And then we thought maybe, you know, Jerry and then Jay back in our studio said, uh, hey, you guys are being disrespectful. You got to mention the G-Man as uh, one of the four faces on the Kings, Mount Rushmore. Sacramento wow. Mount Rushmore. Who you got? Hmm. I mean, I, Webb's got to be, well, be Webb and Mitch, maybe kind of automatics. And and Webb, I think, would be two, yeah, two strong, strong contenders. Right and then away. you and Jerry, right? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> G man won't ever say his name. He won't say his name. Jerry, Jerry, we bow down to. There's no, there's no <laughs> question about that. Man, that's that's a good that's a that's good a good one, right? It really is because there've been so many, you know, really not only terrifically talented players, but just Good human beings, yeah. you know, yeah. over the years. Wayman Tisdale was a, yeah. there's a guy, you know, I mean, I still think about Wayman a lot because of just the way his, that grin of his could light up the arena. I Don't mean, you think, uh, G-Man, that if there was a fan vote that Jay will, because of what happened to the Kings when he was there, he would get a ton of votes, oh, yeah. right? Even though the team got that, better yeah. after he was That's great. a great call. Yeah. You know, it, and it's funny because and I say this frequently, anytime there's a clip that comes up, and you see some highlights of Jay Will, you cannot look away. Right. It just, it just pulls you in. What he did with a basketball was just so extraordinary and so much fun. And trying to describe what he was doing to a radio audience, that's a huge <laughs> challenge. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. there'd be times when you kind of blink and think, did he just make right. an elbow pass? Did he just you know, <laughs> to go right blindly left behind yeah. his head with the left hand? He, he leaves you speechless to an extent, really? too, right? Yeah. 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 Good time. What do you think about tonight, G-Man? Man, I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, you know, I know it's only six games into a season, but there's so many things that need to be tweaked. And what I worry about in a situation like this is how much pressure do guys feel? Do you have a tendency right. to force the issue a little bit? They're playing Just like the like, weight of the world's on them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, huh? a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I understand that. And, you know, yes, last year we got spoiled because of the success. And, but we're not seeing the pace. We're not seeing the physical intensity. How much of, I mean, fast break points to be 30th in right. the league. This and team. I, and I know, you know, no, not having De'Aaron contributes right. to that. But, you know, they talk about pace every day. Yes. They, they want it to consistently be faster. And to see them struggling the way they are. And those two games in Houston were like getting two root canals on two separate days without anesthetic. Right. I mean, that, that was tough. And there was you've no way. You've seen a way. lot of those games. I mean, you have to go oh, way back yeah, for a game like that, right? Yeah, there have been. I was trying to recollect in my mind when we went down 40 there in the second half in Houston, oh that second game. I was trying to remember the last time that had happened. And the best I could come up with was, was it two or three seasons ago, we had a game we lost. I think it was the fifth worst loss in Kings history against uh, Utah. And we were oh. down. We lost by 48 or 49. Okay, okay. And, and, you know, those are not 
things that you like to conjure up. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of the Boston game, too. Remember at oh, Boston? We, yeah. We, we lost I mean, by, what, 53 or something? Just absolutely yeah, waxed. A, not in it right from the opening tip. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it wasn't as bad as the, remember the first game? Well, this goes way back. Why do you would remember it? Uh, after the Mitch Richmond trade, Billy Owens mm. went to play the Warriors, and they won by 62. No way. That's the worst loss in franchise. Dang, G Man. Oh, I'm so depressed. But brighter days are ahead. Brighter yeah. days are no, ahead. No, well, I think everybody wants to see. All right, yeah. prove prove a point tonight. Here's a Portland squad that's made a lot of changes, and they've got some nice pieces. You guys were talking about it before yeah. I put the headset on, and they're missing a couple of PP key pieces. Mm -hmm. We know it's going to be a slugfest in the Western Conference yep. every night. But these are the kind of games you must win yes. if you're going to be respected and considered a contender. That's what I thought about the two games in Houston. That's why I thought in the second, there's no way in the world that this team will get manhandled. And they did. They that's did. why That's, that's why there's concern. Yeah, yeah. that's why this is uh, such a crucial contest. Well, let's, uh, yeah. let's go get something. Let's get a positive thing going. Let's knock some shots down. Right. Let's run. Early through. on, too. Early Thank you. on. Yeah. 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 No, uh, you do. I know you would never say this, but you do belong on a Kings, Sacramento Kings. Oh, you, you, yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're so. kind. You're yeah. very kind. Yeah. You know how uh, outside the crypto.com they have the statues? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And all. G Man. Outside of Doko should have a statue. <laughs> right, right next to right next to yeah, Piglet. Right. The birds will be out there <laughs> crapping all over. Right. <laughs> See, man. <laughs> Good Thank stuff. You. Good stuff, oh, man. Thanks. Have yeah. a great call tonight, G-Man. Uh, you all too. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, from one broadcast legend to another, the great Kevin Calabro, voice of the Blazers, will join us when yeah. we come right back to the Golden One Center. It's the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports.